0: Hi, everybody, this is Casabrici, and you are listening to TV Confidential. And now, not confidential, here's
1: Cousin Hey Robertson. Welcome back to TV Confidential Radio talk show about television that is devoting. The first hour of our program this week to the life and career of Alex Trebek. Ruta Lee will join us later on in the hour to share a few memories of her 45-year friendship with Alex Trebek, which began on the set of High Rollers in 1973. We hope to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, on the line with us right now is our friend Steve Beverly. Steve Beverly, professor of communications at Union University at Jackson, Tennessee, where he coordinates the broadcast journalism major and serves as the supervisor for the daily. Student-produced newscast Jackson 24-7. Steve also hosts Steve Beverly's TV Classics, weekly two-hour festival of classic TV shows from the 50s and 60s, which streams several times a week at eplustv6.com. Steve Beverly, also one of the people behind the game show Congress that uh, gathered every year for about 10 years in the early 2000s, celebrating the history of game shows, the past and the present and the future of game shows. And Trebek hosted Jeopardy! for more than 35 years. You'll, you'll tell me if I'm wrong, but I believe that surpassed the record that Bob Barker set with Price is Right as the longest game show host ever.
0: Uh, yes, it did as far as a single series continuing unquestionably. Uh, he has now. He'll probably be passed by Sajak because of the numbers of years that Pat uh, has done Wheel of Fortune. That's right.
1: That's right. I, I, for- I think a
0: lot of people, yeah, a lot of people forget that because Pat took over Wheel of Fortune in uh, nineteen, early nineteen eighty two, in on daytime, and then when it went into syndication the next year, of course, that became the juggernaut. So Pat actually has one more year of longevity than Alex does as far as uh, Jeopardy.
1: So, okay, okay, all right, so regardless of whether whether he's the longest, you're still looking at 35 years of yeah. being, be, being a constant presence in the lives of so many people. I mean, you may have had a bad day at work... Or you may be going through um, some financial worries, or other, or some other sort of stress. But for those thirty minutes every day, or sixty minutes, when you consider that Wheel and Jeopardy were paired, have been paired together since the mid nineteen eighties, Alex Trebek brought a little bit of relief to a lot of people's lives.
0: There's no question, uh, CBS Radio sportscaster. Uh, Amy Lawrence, I think, probably put it best, in which he said, "Alex made it cool to be knowledgeable." Yeah. In in, in an era where we always talk about dumbing down standards and education, but he made it cool to uh, know a little something. Yeah. And that that half hour every night that people invested in. Uh, because it, it it it's a great diversion for thirty minutes in which you forget about your problems, you forget about the stresses, in uh, you know in the year we've had here. Hopefully, maybe forget just for a short period of time about the pandemic. Yeah, uh, you you have an opportunity to just zero in on something, and you sit at home and see how much you know against all of these people who come on as contestants on the show. So it's, it's the ultimate play-along, but Alex is the constant because of all of these people who have come and gone over the years and a few people, just a very few people, have cemented themselves because of their success on the show, but Alex was that one constant. And when you consider the fact that even shows like Meet the Press that is the longest-running show on network television history, Uh, that's had changes of host, changes of format, but Alex Trebek has been there night after night after night.
1: Steve Beverly is on the line with us. Steve Beverly, a journalism professor at Union University in Jackson, Tennessee, TV host and game show historian. Steve's sharing a few thoughts on the passing of game show legend, Alex Trebek, Alex Trebek passed away Sunday November 8th at the age of 80. He was not the first host of Jeopardy. You and I you you, you and I are, are within a few years of each other. We remember when Art Fleming hosted the show in the late 60s uh, and uh, throughout the uh, most of the 1970s on NBC daytime, but in many respects, and I don't think it's just because he did it for 35 years, in many respects, he seemed really suited for that show. What do you think, what was it about Jeopardy that suited Trebek and Trebek that suited Jeopardy?
0: Uh, I think because of the fact that of course, you you go back to the Art Fleming years, and, and Art was a very high energy personality, and to be honest with you, when Alex was in the trade publications and then was announced in the newspapers to the general public that it was going to be he who was the host of Jeopardy, and you think about that, and Art was only 59 years old, and a lot of people thought, what? Uh Are you going to do Jeopardy without Art Fleming? It's the same thing that happened with Bob Barker doing The Price is Right. People looked around at each other and they said you mean no price is right with bill cullen (laughs) Uh, and and there were and there were reasons why that didn't happen but uh but when you look at how everything transformed with this alex was it took a while for the audience to have alex to grow on them as the host of jeopardy as opposed to art because Uh, it, 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 it had been an art show, there's no question, but Alex, I think, it, he was a different kind of personality. Uh, he was more serious, and he blended into the show uh, more than, it, there was never a time that Alex Trebek ever attempted to top a contestant. And And if you were going to be successful doing that show, you couldn't turn it into a comedy show, mm-hmm. you couldn't turn it into something that it wasn't. Uh, And they had attempted in 1978 and 79 to tamper with the classic rules of the show, and it really didn't work. Uh, This is a show that you can't mess with uh, and, and do a lot of drastic things to, quote, update the show. It is what it is. And because of the fact that Alex was more of a steward of the show rather than one that you came out and saw him you know, being frenetic with the contestants. Alex was one of these people that he knew what his role was, and that was to get those answers letter perfect. Uh, And I remember going, I took a group of students in 2005 to the Jeopardy College Championship in Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina, and we sat through the entire tournament, and Alex never fluffed one answer. There was never a stop-down for tape. There were some stop-downs for tapes when there was a question mm-hmm. about uh, a response that the contestants gave, but there was never a stop-down that Alex had fluffed the line. Uh, he was just that letter-perfect in what he did, but uh, he, he knew what his role was, and that was to get those clues as perfect as possible, with the right kind of inflection, so that the contestants would have the proper opportunity to answer them. Steve
1: Beverly's on the line with us sharing a few thoughts of uh, the long career of Alex Trebek, not only as the host of Jeopardy!, but uh, uh, his, his other impact on TV game shows. Alex Trebek passed away November, uh, Sunday, November 8th at the age of 80. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. You mentioned that uh, you took uh, you you, you took your students one year to the Tournament of Champions and and, and saw Trebek in action. Did you ever have a chance to uh, meet Trebek or talk to him either at that taping or through the Game Show Congress?
0: He came over and had a conversation with us because we were uh, provided some VIP seating by the executive producer Harry Friedman, and so he came over and visited with us before the show. But I actually, my closest engagement with him was all the way back to 1985 uh, when Jeopardy! was still in its first season as mm-hmm. a syndicated show. And I was news director of WWAY in Wilmington, North Carolina. And that's a town that has the annual Azalea Festival in the spring of mm-hmm. the year. And the Azalea, and the Azalea Festival is one of the biggest tourist attractions in the entire uh, state of North Carolina, mm-hmm. and so what happened uh, in this particular case? Uh, you you have two big concerts on Friday and Saturday night with big name performers, and so what happened is uh, Alex uh, because Jeopardy had just started in the live trying to do everything they could to make sure that the Uh, ratings were strong locally Uh, they brought Alex in to be one of the MCs of the concerts so what we did is that he came on we were were carrying Jeopardy at the time at 730 every night Mm -hmm. and so he came into the uh, newsroom and I had the opportunity to basically be his host and So what he did, he had been a a weathercaster for uh, Canadian broadcasting Mm -hmm. before he came to America in 1973. And so we talked him into doing the weather with our weathercaster, Shirley Gilbert, that night. It was a tag team weather Mm -hmm. where where Shirley would do some of her usual format and then Alex would pick up on the next part of it. And the only thing we had to coach him on uh, was... The pronunciation of one city, which was Shalote, North Carolina, and if you you saw how it was spelled, you might pronounce it any of ten different ways, but I I ran it over with him a couple of times, and he did not miss it when we were on the air that night, but it was as if he had never been away from weather, and why should you expect, because he was a consummate professional. And so it was, a, it was a really a great opportunity to be around him, and he was very gracious to our new staff and spoke with all of them. And before he left, uh, I happened to have one of my home versions of Jeopardy that I brought from home that morning uh, from the Art Fleming era, and he signed it for me, and I still have it on uh, my stack of home versions of TV games in, in my office area. But it, 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 he was just, you know, he was very, very gracious to everybody and did terrific job with Shirley that night. And so uh, it, it was the same personality that we saw on the air came across in our newsroom.
1: He won four Emmys for hosting Jeopardy! Steve. And um, I know that with, uh, with primetime shows, when you're nominated, you usually submit one particular episode that you think embodies your best work that year, and that's submitted to the Blue Ribbon panel. Does does the same principle work with game shows?
0: Yeah, I mean, it does. It, with all programming, they, they're going to look at one specific area. The, the thing that's harder about game shows, and particularly a show like Jeopardy, is because it doesn't change much. And it's... It's Again, it is a format that has withstood the test of time now for 56 years in television. And so you just really, I know, during the Ken Jennings era, one of the shows when Ken won his 74 straight games Mm -hmm. on Jeopardy, there was one show in which a contestant that I knew personally, Jeff Suchard, had led Ken in double jeopardy, and it was razor close. And most of the time, Ken had the game sewn up, uh, and so final jeopardy was really just an afterthought. But in this case, uh, the math was there, and Jeff could have knocked him off. Ken, Ken ultimately won, won the game by a narrow margin. But uh, I, I'll never forget at the end of it when it finally looked as though Final Jeopardy was going to mean something, and Alex goes, we have a game! <laughs> and you, don't, you didn't usually hear that response from him, that yeah. kind of thing, but that one was submitted because there was so much tension uh, that Ken could possibly fall on that particular game. But it, it's, it's very hard to make a performance stand. on Jeopardy because that format just doesn't move it's it's not like a let's make a deal where maybe a different deal one day has more emotion behind it Uh, and it's not like a show like Beat the Clock where you're doing different stunts every day it is the same yesterday, today and probably forever
1: Steve Beverly's on the line with us. Steve Beverly, game show historian, TV host, journalism professor at uh, Union University in Jackson, Tennessee, sharing a few thoughts on the life and career of Alex Trebek, longtime host of Jeopardy! Alex Trebek passed away Sunday, November 8th, at the age of 80. The LA Times described Jeopardy as the equivalent of the Sunday crossword puzzle of game shows. What do you think of that?
0: I think that's as good as you could possibly expect, because it's a mental... Well, Art Fleming used to refer to Jeopardy as a mental exercise. And we see how, particularly with senior citizens, that if they keep themselves alert by working crossword puzzles or word searches, it keeps their minds active. And that's what happens for 30 minutes every day or night, depending on where Jeopardy is carried in a community. It is a mental exercise, and frankly, I would love to see somebody do some research to determine how it affects people later in life who devote that time and literally try to play along with the game as it unfolds every night because uh, it is that 30 minutes is almost like the mental equivalent of getting on a treadmill for 30 minutes. Uh, and you're doing that to keep your mind active, and you have to concentrate. You have to be very well-focused to play that game. Uh, and so I think that what the Times said was absolutely right on the money because it is. It is a daily mental exercise.
1: Steve Beverly is on the line with us. Steve Beverly, professor of broadcast journalism at Union University at Jackson tennessee game show historian and one of the coordinators of the old game show congress steve is sharing some thoughts about alex trebek's 36-year run as the host of jeopardy he's also shared a few personal memories of his encounters with alex trebek including the time they worked together on a promotion at wway the jeopardy affiliate in wilmington north carolina where steve was news director at the time alex trebek passed away sunday November 8th at the age of 80. We'll hear more from Steve Beverly at the end of the program. In the meantime, we'll take a quick time out, then Lee will join us to share a few memories of her 45-year friendship with Alex Trebek when we come back on TV Confidential.
2: Attention real estate investors. Do you need cash immediately? If you own one or multiple rental properties, you can use your equity to get cash out fast. The best part is we don't need tax returns or even a good credit score. At America's Loan Source, we are not a bank and we don't have bank rules. We make the decisions to loan you money and there's no limit how much we can give you. Some clients have gotten as much as $500,000 or more within days. Use the money any way you want. If you own one rental property or a hundred and COVID has left you in a cash crunch, we can help you turn your equity into fast cash. Call now for details and close in as little as 10 days and get the cash you need. 800-475-4261. 475 4261 800-475-4261. That's 800-475-4261. Alexa users, you can now listen to TV Confidential on your smart speaker by just saying, Alexa, play TV Confidential. Enabling our Alexa skill is easy. To find out how, go to televisionconfidential.com slash Alexa.
1: 45 years of the Rockford Files, revised, third edition. The complete history of the Rockford Files. On television, now completely updated with more than 20 new interviews, additional photographs, and a whole lot more. 45 years of the Rockford Files available now at rockford45.com. Rockford45.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk